All right, time for our favorite part of the podcast, and we are especially excited this week because we get to talk to a super talented actor. He's not only been in great movies like Wild Hogs, Real Steel, X-Men, Wolverine, uh, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, and, and obviously a ton more, but he's also been in Lost, which, which is definitely one of our favorite hit TV shows ever made. But uh, now he's in another hit show that you can watch every Sunday night. Please welcome to the showcast one of the many great stars of FX's The Strain, Kevin Duran. Kevin, how's it going? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I'm glad I'm a part of your favorite part of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. Do I don't want to be like part of the, your second favorite or third favorite. I'm <laughs> like favorite one. Yeah, I'm not, so saying like the rest of, I'm not saying the rest of the podcast is crap, but this is just the best part, <laughs> I, in my opinion. <laughs> I, 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 I am very sure of that. I'm very sure. I'm, I'm glad to be chatting with you today. How you doing? Well, not too bad. Um, let, let's, I, I mean, obviously, like I said, you, you've done so much, so obviously we want to cover as much of it as we can in our time with you. So let's okay. let's get right into The Strain. Um, and, and season yes. one of The Strain, season two just started. Uh, when our audience is listening to this, episode two will have just aired. Uh, season one was more of how The Strain came about and, and spread what can we expect from the show and even your character uh, during this season in season two? Um, well, yeah, I mean, like you said, like the first season, you know, we spent a lot of time explaining the biology of the virus and how it affects us, uh, affects people who are who are turned. And, and we spent time with, with our, our core group of characters and hopefully started to like them and and uh, and root for them. And then when you step into the second season, everything is just kind of gone bananas onto the next level of, 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 of chaos. The apocalypse is well on its way. And, uh, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, in all that time off away from us, you just kept thinking about it and going, gosh, I miss the silly fat. And, uh, and, and, and now the stakes are a lot higher now that, that, that the, uh, the, the poop is saying. <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So it, it it just feels like from the first day reading the reading that first script of the second season all the way through to the end, I just kind of felt like everything had just jumped up like a bunch of notches, and, uh, and everything really kind of came together, kind of you know got our stride going. You know. Yeah, they definitely get. I mean, whereas season one, you kind of have to build up a little bit. Uh, season two, you can jump right into it and. And the funny thing is, anyone who listens to the podcast will know I'm not a big horror person. Ben's the more the horror buff on the podcast, but this type of horror is right up my alley. Like I'm not a jump scare really kind of thing, but like sci-fi-ish fantasy horror is is the kind of stuff I'm into, like Alien and, and stuff like that. And this show is cool. is perfect for anybody like that. Oh, cool, cool, yeah, yeah. I feel the same way. I mean, seeing this world. These monsters. I don't know if you've read this before, but uh, I'm sitting down with Guillermo. He, he said, like, that these monsters, these vampires, um, the monsters of his childhood. He'd wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, and and, and he would he'd be having nightmares about these damn things, and he would get up and start jotting down ideas about their mythology and, and, and do sketches, and and so they've been haunting him. For many, many years that we just get to be the benefactors of, 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 of his horrible nightmares. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and Guillermo has such a vivid, uh, you know, 
imagery when it comes to the stuff that he's done. And so you have to imagine that something that comes from his nightmares, as you said, uh, I mean, just you don't even have to see it first off before the strain. Like you could have just told me, you know, this is from something that, you know, Guillermo had nightmares about and I would automatically be in just from that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, I mean, that prologue in the first episode, I was just absolutely stunned by it. Yeah. It's, it's just so, so beautifully horrific. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, episode two this season, um, season two, episode two, I'm not going to really spoil anything for anyone who hasn't watched it yet, if you didn't get a chance to watch it live. Um, there, There's a scene in it, and, you know, I don't know if you remember it being in this episode or not, because I know uh, as we're recording this, it hasn't aired yet and, and you haven't seen it yet. But there, there's a certain scene in a pool uh, in your backside. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, all I could say about that scene is, you know, all well that ends well. <laughs> is, you know, is that and, a... and, and, and looking back, um, I... <laughs> Um, um, yeah, looking back, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it, it was a very strange scene for me to shoot. I, I mean, it wasn't until I got into funny. It wasn't until I signed forty, uh, until I turned forty, that I started signing uh, nudity clauses in my contract. It's like, why do you want to look at my ass now? Um, and and I, it's funny because I just kind of go. Yeah, okay. I just don't know how much longer you're going to want to look at it, so let's do it. You know, um, um, and, and luckily, all's well, uh, that ends well, still ends well. <laughs> my, wife, my wife gave me permission. She was like, okay, go ahead. Okay, and, so that, that's no stunt know. double. That's no standing. No, that's that's uh, 100% pure uh, French Canadian lumberjack, there, my friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was really weird too, because you like I felt heat on my butt. You know, there was like an entire crew uh, that I work with every single day sitting there. You just, you know, whether they wanted to or not, you can't look away from. from <laughs> From my my big extremely white butt, there's no way so people had to put sunglasses on, and, and uh, we went. <laughs> Yeah, that was fair. I, I had to bring that up at least because I was cu- curious in a in a purely uh, media related way. Uh, I, I did read um, that at one point the FX president had said this series would run. 30, anywhere between 39 and 65 episodes, which when you're doing 13 episodes a season is a pretty big gap. I mean, that's a difference of season three or season five. Do, you, do we know or do you know or have any inkling as to maybe how many we're going to end up getting? Because I know, you know, there's a few books that they're going off of. So did they, have they told you at all yet? Any? I mean, I assume at least a season three. Mm, you know, I've been hearing a lot from a lot of different people uh, I, I really don't know I, I think they're aiming well, more so for five um, that's what I'm hoping for it, yeah yeah me too <laughs> I mean I, I have so much fun doing the show and playing this character it's one of the first like truly heroic dudes that I get to play and, and uh, that I've had the chance to play um, and so uh, yeah I, I, I really hope we get to go for five but you know, you never know. You know, a television show is a living, breathing thing, and, 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 and so much of that life comes from uh, the hunger 
that an audience has uh, uh, for it. So uh, hopefully all you awesome strainers out there uh, tune in every Sunday and, and, and watch so that we can keep telling the story and, 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 and tell it through to the end, you know? Yeah. Um, awesome. I, know, I know you guys were just out in uh, San Diego this past weekend. As well, I mean, was, was that your first time ever at Comic Con, or were you there for season one, or have you been there for anything else before? I've, I've always missed Comic Con, and then um, and then I went last year with the show with the strain. Uh, only two episodes had aired, and um, and and there was a really nice uh, reception that first year. But this this season was just bananas. I mean, yeah, I'd never experienced anything like that before, and. and uh, yeah, I mean, so many people were so enthused about the show, and, and uh, um, you know, it, it, there was a, a banner covering the entire front of the, the, the Hilton Bayfront uh, uh, of, of the strain. It was just, I mean, I just swelled with pride. I was so so grateful, and it was so cool to be there to represent for, for a show that, that like, our, our fans genuinely love the show, um, and, and I genuinely love the show, so it's just so great to get the shake hands, take pictures, uh, got a lot of hugs, <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, it was great, and I, I was repping for the for, for my film, Dark with the Night, there as well, and it, it was nice to get the word out to people, and um, what an awesome experience, like, I, I can't wait for next year. Yeah, you, you, mentioned, cool. the, you mentioned the hugs, I'm, it's a shame that uh, you weren't there for the hugs after episode two aired, you probably would have gotten more hugs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I don't. I don't know how how uh, how I'm represented because I don't spend a whole like guys don't spend a whole lot of time looking at their behind, right? No. Like we no. We, no. we do our little mirror face when we're fixing our hair. There's no makeup. There's no. You know what I mean? So it's like we don't spend a whole lot of time watching this, let alone from behind. There's, yeah, you always see girls doing the the, the check behind. <laughs> I don't care. Right? Yeah. So. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess I'll see what happens after that. <laughs> I really don't, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> It'll be the first time I see my, my ass. <laughs> um, you know, you had, you had mentioned, you know, this character from The Strain. You're loving the fact that you, you're able to play like a hero now and, and stuff. I mean, because if you look back at your career, both movies and television, let's face it. I mean, some a lot of the characters you've played have been kind of scumbags i mean it's you know it's <laughs> you can't really deny it and we and we know it's not you personally it's just the character that you play but i have to imagine like it's got to be some it, it's got to be kind of fun to put on a persona like that and play that kind of a character oh my gosh yeah <laughs> i mean i've had a ball you know um i mean the worse the character the like the more despicable the more i feel like i have to dig and figure out how to make that truthful and human and compelling because, you know, you can't just play evil, you can't just play like, okay, I'm going to put it on my asshole setting. You you, you have to figure out why they think like that and why they're they're acting that way in in, in the world and and it's fun to dig in and and figure out how to do it properly, you know? Yeah. And, and, And every single one is completely different so I become a different guy and they all have different intentions and, 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 uh, and, and yeah it's, a, it's a, an absolute blast yeah I'm, I'm, I'm 
pinching myself every day that <laughs> people, you know, uh, pay me to do this. Yeah, I mean, and you had mentioned like how everyone is different. I mean, because they're all different. <laughs> they're all kind of different kinds of scumbags all across the board. I mean, you meant, I mean, you go from like a swarmy kind of like bookie kind of guy from real steel. And then Martin Kimi from lost who is just like an extreme, like doesn't give a shit about anybody, you know, but, but the mission, and then you go complete, you know, opposite end. And you go to a character like red from wild hogs. Who's just a complete (laughs) idiot, but still, you know, kind of of a little bit of a scumbag. Do, do people, if they meet you in person or if they meet you, has has anybody like ever like gotten the wrong impression from they met you just by the characters that you've played? Um, you know, I think um, my, I'm I'm really such a, a happy guy, like my natural setting. Um, so if they had any kind of preset conception as to what I was, I mean, I think within a couple of seconds of saying hello um, yeah. those things are all erased I mean no, I'm an actor you know yeah. I, 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 I play um, you know I'm, I'm so inspired that you walk down the street and every single person that you see has a story and I'd like to play everybody but there's not enough time yeah um, so uh, you know I, people generally I, I mean when I was a little bit younger I mean when I was going out to bars to hang out and have some drinks and stuff. I mean, some guys, like tough guys, would come up and, you know, assume that I was that uh, tough guy uh, from whatever movie or TV show they saw me in. And, and you know, they do find out that once I bought them a couple of beers and you know, I told them a couple of jokes, that, you know, it, it's all made to leave. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, yeah, that's a good thing because I, I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones, but I, I had heard. Uh, the young kid who played King Joffrey had taken yeah. some shit in real life because of how his character was on the show. Yeah, I mean, when you're young, I mean, it, it, it kind of takes, it, there's more of a, a chance that it'll, take, you know, take over a little bit. I, I did a Broadway show where I played a really despicable, um, well, to the audience, a despicable guy, and um, I didn't know how to shed it, and I would, I would leave the theater and I'd walk the streets and I would, I would carry a lot of that kind of frustration and anger mm-hmm. and that darkness. And I almost got myself into trouble a couple of times, but as, as you age and you do it more and more, I've been doing it for like 24 years now, um, since I was 17. So, uh, you know, you just learn how to switch to what, what's real and what's not, and you can walk away from it yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day and actually have a happy life. Yeah. <laughs> Because you can't walk, you can't come home to your wife at the end of the day being that same goddamn prick that you've been playing. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't go wrong. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Uh, um, and so, uh, so yeah. But I think when you're younger, you, you, you kind of harder to shed. And um, you're you're gonna be a dad soon too, aren't you? Yeah, and I definitely don't want to bring that shit home. To, to her. Yeah, and, Congratulations. And uh, thank you. Thank you, my baby. Do you guys know what you're having? Little baby girl. Yeah. Oh, girl. Awesome. Yeah, we, uh, we, I have a seven and a half month old, and we played the waiting game, and that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do is wait to see oh, what wait gender. on the sex? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. It sounds so cute, easy. Man. Yeah, it sounds no, it so easy. In the it beginning. sounds so difficult. I never <laughs> would be able to do that. I never. Wow, that's amazing. You you actually waited. That's incredible. 
Yeah, I don't. Next one we won't. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> with uh, Ben had mentioned uh, Kimi on Lost uh, and Carlton Cuse, he's the showrunner and executive producer of The Strain, which he also was for Lost. Oh, um, and, and that was such. I mean, the show Lost was such a phenomenon. Were you? Uh, and and you came in, I think, season three or four. I don't remember exactly. But were you a fan of the show when you got cast for the role? I actually hadn't started watching the show yet. Um, I I. Uh, uh, I was, uh, I don't think I had any kind of cable at the time. Um, <laughs> I was kind of newly down to L.A. and kind of finding my way through. And I, I, I didn't watch TV at all for a little while. Um, and uh, when I got called in for it, uh, when I read the first page, like there was only one page for this audition. Carlton had seen me in a movie called 310 to Yuma. Mm-hmm. And um, um, where I played a, another uh, wonderful bastard, <laughs> and, and that, I, I love that bastard. And, um, uh, I, I read, I had one page, and I, I just had a sense from this page that I was like, I don't want to know anything about anyone on the island because um, this guy is on a mission. He's got to, you know, they're all meat to him. Yeah. So, I didn't. I didn't want to be like, oh look, it's Jack. Hey, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted. They're all the same to me, except for Ben. Um, and uh, and it helped. It helped not knowing. Yeah. 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 So. yeah you must have done something right because you even made the uh, season six flash sideways too after you blew yourself up earlier in the series. Yeah, it's so cool. They 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 uh, they, they said they want me to come in and they said it was kind of like my character's bow. Another movie from your past, I know with, uh, or from your past career, I know, like, nowadays comic book movies are kind of dominating the box office, and, you know, you had you had a, a part in X-Men uh, Origins Wolverine, as Adam had mentioned in the introduction, where you got to play the blob, which I can only imagine the the makeup and the casting that you had to go through for that part was had to be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, was, it was actually fun. Now? Yeah, I saw I saw a video of uh, of you get actually getting casted, body casted for that role, um, and yeah, it's, it seems like you were having a good time. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. For me, it was always the dream to get to like just disappear into these different characters, and um, I really disappeared in that suit, and that yeah. makeup, and, and when it was all on, and I looked at myself. I didn't see any traces of my stuff except for, for the eyes, and it, it, it just—it was just so cool <laughs> it was, it was so hard to, to get to play with such incredibly talented uh, uh, folks. Like uh, you know, um, they put that suit together as a makeup artist. It, 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 was, it was a really long process trying to figure out how to perfect um, how 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 they could make me that big and. and 
Yeah. I know, um, you know, Ryan Reynolds has kind of proven that you can be one character in the Marvel Universe and then come back and be another one. Although he's, he's a different version of Deadpool. Uh, you know, Chris, right. P- Chris Pine was Human Torch, and now he's Captain America. So, I mean, if you were ever offered another opportunity... Wait, who? It's not Chris. Chris, Chris oh, Evans. Chris Evans. Sorry. Chris Evans. Yeah. Um, I know. I of all people to yeah of all people to get that mixed up. I'm the one to do it. Um, if if you were ever offered another opportunity to jump back into the Marvel universe or even the DC universe, now that they're kind of taking off with their movies, would you ever jump back into that? Oh hell yeah! It would just have to be the right the right thing of. Uh, I had been offered to, to go do a, a, another one of those films in one of those universes. I'm going to be really vague. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought, no, nah, I'd rather hold out and, and, and wait for something more exciting. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to do it, I want to do something um, really exciting. Because, I mean, I look, I mean, when I walk around in the world, I kind of look like I'm one of those mutants I'm six days and 245 pounds and you know I, 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 I train more than a human probably should because I'm working out my demons in the gym all the time and, and it's like you know I, I want to wait for the right one and if the right one doesn't count then you know I'm more than, than happy uh, to just continue doing what I'm doing but uh, I would love to get the right one yeah. and, and, and just just rock it out. I can know? I can tell you one role that you know, knowing your you know your frame and everything for that, I think you might be good for. Uh, yeah. We we've seen Colossus, but as a younger Colossus, I could see you being like an older, you know, oh, um, cool. an older Colossus. I could see that. Actually, Daniel Cudmore, the guy who wrote the uh, who, who played the original Colossus, is uh, I, I know Daniel from uh, from Vancouver. He's a, he's a big fella. I, I, um, <laughs> good actor too um yeah i mean yeah i mean there's there's just there's there's just so many in in, in those universes that you know uh if, if it was something that was that that was uh you know a challenge and, and, and fun and interesting and something that i could see myself kind of uh, uh playing uh, I, I, I would be over the moon to do so you know yeah um yeah, because Blob was kind of a surprise because they had me come in. They didn't tell me what character I was reading for. They said, okay, well, you have to have this, this huge range of emotion, like pretty much like as if you were uh, almost like bipolar, like just on uh, uh, extremely low to extreme highs, and I want you to do all this within this one page of dialogue. And I was like, okay. And I, I didn't, I thought they were just testing me as an actor in there. You know? You know, I really thought I was going to be saber tooth with my <laughs> friend. We have uh, Shriver uh, uh, got that and absolutely killed that. Um, so I was surprised when they said blob. I was like, blob? <laughs> 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 uh, wow, okay, yeah. I, I was happy for it, but I was like, it was kind of a surprise. But I think I could play, um, you know, such uh, a huge range of different, different dudes in that, that, that world. Oh, yeah, there's so many. It's endless. Bring it on, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know, I mean, you've, looking back at your career, you've been in so many great movies that I absolutely love. Um, I have to imagine being from Canada, you're a hockey fan, and uh, Mystery Alaska, I absolutely loved. Oh, cool. 
Um, but another movie that you were in, I know we're running a little bit short on time, but I, I just I couldn't go through without mentioning this. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. You were in Wild Hogs, which is yeah. probably one of my top five favorite like guilty pleasure movies. It, it, it's one of those movies that when it's on, I stop and I watch it just because it's it's so good. I ha- I would have to imagine. I mean, that movie. You know, you had Tim Allen, Ray Liotta. Uh, you know, MC Ganey, who was also from Lost, William H. Macy, Martin Lawrence, John Travolta. I would have to imagine that movie had to be so much fun to work on. Oh, it was such a trip. I mean, I remember the first time on set and, like, all the cast chairs were together. And, you know, you had all those incredible names, you know, Travolta, William H. Macy, you know, you had uh, Tim Allen, Martin Lawrence, and Ganey, and then she's like, uh, Ray Liotta, obviously. Yeah. Kevin Durant. <laughs> I, I looked around and I, I, I scooched all the chairs really close to each other and I took a picture and sent it off to mom and dad and I was like, I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I made it. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely one of those points where it's like, okay, we're on our way. Yeah. We're feeling that way. And, uh, yeah, I played a lot of different characters over the years and like you said, a lot of bastards and in the last couple of years I've, I've, I've been so lucky that people are starting to say, oh, maybe he could save the world and I got to play the silly and, and I have to mention um, uh, this film Dark Was the Night that I have opening July 24th um, and it opens in theaters and VOD and iTunes all at the same time on one of those uh, kind of wide platforms and uh, it's, it, it feels like I finally graduated uh, yeah. playing the guy who, who, who saves the world as opposed to you. Uh, <laughs> the guy that, who's yeah. Gonna, or, or, as opposed to the guy who's going to eat your baby. <laughs> and, uh, um, the film is so good. Uh, I'm so proud of it. And uh, it's the first time that I, uh, you know, I carry a big part of the narrative. And, and I, I, you guys need to rent it. I think like you actually, you actually beat me to it. That was what we were going to end this interview with. Was talking oh, about. Cool, cool, cool. Um, you said you were running out of time. I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta talk. About <laughs> oh no, we so we much. we would have gotten it in. Don't worry. Um, oh, please, please, yeah, because yeah, as as, as sheriff, right? yeah, yeah. I play this 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 guy who's um, at the start of the movie. You're you're seeing him kind of, you know, he's, he's still so deep in mourning uh, for the death of his son and and. Um, he blames himself for it, and, uh, you know, he, he doesn't trust that he could tie his own shoes if he tried, and then all of a sudden, uh, all these people out of, ta- out of his town are, are disappearing, and these weird tracks are showing up, and he has no idea what the tracks are, and everyone's looking at him to save the day, and, uh, and uh, you know, he's, <laughs> he's got to dig deep and, and find out if he actually has it in him to be able to save the day. And uh, it, it, it's a really great, great little journey. Um, um, I, I think people really dig it. Yeah, I mean, as Adam had mentioned earlier in the interview, I'm I'm a big, big horror buff. Um, oh, so awesome. I've watched the trailer. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I can tell you right now, like you said, July 24th. Uh, yeah, and, and like Adam, it's not. I, I know you, you're not a huge horror buff, but it, it, it's kind of a. It's got like a really strong kind of family drama kind of narrative and then it so you really care for these people and there's something 
lurking in the woods and you're really, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like those like monster secret, not secret, but like what you don't know what is killing these people and stuff like that. Like that's almost. Yeah. I mean, it, it's obviously not in space, but that's kind of what Alien was. Is you know sure. the, that that's the, sure. the first one at least. So yeah, that's that's definitely and and the fact sure. that it's on the. Go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. Please, I'm interrupting. No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, uh, uh, some of the reviews from the people who saw, like, early screening, they, they, they're comparing it to Jaws. Because oh. it's exactly what you're talking about. Like, yeah. It's that suspense. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. don't know what's out there. It's not like every scene, there's a monster jumping out. Right. <laughs> you know, the, like, <laughs> you don't know what the hell it is. And it's, it makes it so <laughs> scary. And Jack Keller, who directed it, and Tyler Hizzle, who wrote it, like, they just did such a, a, a great job with it, and, and, and that tension just is so, so incredibly palpable throughout the, the, the film. You know? Yeah, that's kind of even like Jurassic Park. We're, the first Jurassic Park, we had read a stat. Uh, the dinosaurs, I think, what was it been like? Fifteen minutes out of that whole movie actually had dinosaurs. In yeah, it? I think it was. It was a short <laughs> period of time. So they're not always there. It's that suspense yeah. that that really gets you, and that's. That's great, and, and another great thing is that not only can you go see it in theaters if you want to go check it out on a big screen, but you can get it on iTunes and on demand. And as you'll probably soon find out, having a young child does not always make it easy to go to the movie theater. So that oh on God. demand, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, right? And, and, and also <laughs> for me, I'm I'm like a, a small town, uh, not that, but from, I'm from a place called Thunder Bay, and like there were a lot of movies that I really wanted to see that didn't come to mind. City, and so uh, you know, I love the people you know across America who might not be in, in, in one of the cities that, that this movie is showing. You know, they could just they could iTunes it or, or VOD it and have the bathroom next to them and the fridge next to them, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, nice. uh, and uh, watch it however they like. You know? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. We we appreciate you spending a few extra minutes with us, Kevin, and be sure. Uh, for everyone listening, be sure to watch him in The Strain every Sunday night at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. on FX. And obviously check out Dark Was the Night in theaters and on demand, like we said, July 24th. And also follow him on Twitter at Kevin underscore Durand. And Instagram is at the Kevin Durand. Kevin, thanks again for joining us again. Thanks for spending a few extra minutes with us. This was a blast. I had a lot of fun with you guys. Yeah, you'll, you'll definitely have a... I'll be watching um, Dark Was the Night the weekend it releases, so I'll be checking it out. Oh, awesome, awesome. We'll, uh, we'll chat again on the next one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we're going to take a quick break. More Showcast coming up.